Hi, I'm Clark Dunn, your host of the Beyond Rockets podcast. Huntsville, Alabama is primarily known for being the Rocket City because of its close association with the U.S. space missions. But Huntsville is so much more than that. Huntsville is home to many high-tech companies, entrepreneurs involved in interesting startups, talented creatives, and much, much more. My goal is to introduce you to some of these individuals that are taking Huntsville beyond the rocket. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Rockets. In this episode, I sit down to talk with Andy and Ashley, owners of Vertical House Records, a local vinyl record store located at Low Mill. I'm excited for this episode and I hope you enjoy. First off, thank you for taking the time to sit down and talk with me. Would you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Uh, I'm Ash. (laughs) See, I told you I'm bad at this. I was looking at her, so I just said it the wrong way. All right. I'm Andy. I'm Ashley. And we're Vertical Vertical House House Records. Records. Are y'all originally from Huntsville, or did work or family bring you to Huntsville? Uh, I was born here in Huntsville, and Ashley was born in Savannah, Georgia. And then uh, uh, the Army brought my family here. And um, yeah, I was pretty much grew up here, though. Well, Madison, but... <laughs> How did you acquire the skills that you have to do what you do today? Uh, I worked at a C- local CD store for a number of years, and... I realized then that I kind of wanted to open my own spot after after doing that. I guess that was the first like retail experience I had and I was assistant manager there for a few years and yeah, it just worked out good. I liked it, so I figured it was a good idea. <laughs> I worked in the uh, food service industry and retail for a little bit, so it kind of all just worked out. <laughs> How did your experiences prior to Vertical House Records help prepare you for running your own business? Um, just doing the like local uh, local orders and stuff like that for new releases. I would, I would do that every week and then buying and trading, I learned kind of values of things. And I guess also just learning the ins and outs of like dealing with customers and all the stuff that that comes with. Um, yeah, he handles most of the day to day, um, ordering and, um, communicating with our customers and everything. Um, I'll step in and help when needed. And I think just, with a background in theater and working in the food industry, you just kind of have to be nice, or you should want to be nice to people. (laughs) Um, So it just kind of worked that we were both, came from those kind of backgrounds and were able to, hopefully we're able to offer friendly service when you come visit us. (laughs) How did you originally get interested in vinyl? Um, I guess my parents actually played vinyl when I was growing up, listening to like the Beatles and Elvis and the Beach Boys and stuff like that. I didn't actually start collecting vinyl until I was probably 14 or so. I was going to Sunburst Records, which was a local record store that was open quite a long time. I think they closed in early 2000s. And we actually bought some of our record shelves from him when he did close. Um, so that, that definitely helped get me interested, and I was buying records and CDs and tapes and just anything I could really get my hands on um, for the most part. But Yeah, similar story. Uh, parents played it growing up. Uh, I remember the very first record I ever bought was um, Radiohead's Amnesiac, uh, and it was at um, Furnace Fest, actually, uh, down at Sloss Furnaces, and they had they used to have record vendors set up underneath the uh, overpass and I didn't even own a record player but I was like I want this and then (laughs) it just kind of grew from there Um, we both were involved in a lot of local music uh, booking shows and stuff growing up so we've always been kind of connected to you know the local music scene and then supporting the industry and buying merch from 
bands and helping selling. I would help sell my friends CDs um, at their shows and stuff like that. So it's kind of always been in our blood, so to speak, to collect um, music artifacts in whatever format that they were available in. (laughs) Where were you working prior to starting Vertical House Records? I was doing graphic design and web design at a local advertising agency, and I like doing that. I still do that freelance occasionally, and I do a lot of the web design and stuff for our own businesses. Um, I like doing that, but I didn't really like working for other people, I guess. So once I had the opportunity to not do that, to not work for other people, I basically, (laughs) yeah, we just decided that we needed to open our own place. And once I could quit my job, I pretty much did that abruptly. Um, I worked for uh, Cafe Baba was one of my favorite jobs that I had. Um, I had worked at a few restaurants before, but they're really not worth naming. Um, And then from there, my uh, boss's owner or boss's wife was like, would you like to um, sell houses? I can see how you how well you sell desserts. And so she <laughs> um, she convinced me to get my real estate license. And so I still am I do I am still a licensed realtor, but that's probably my first big girl job was doing that. And then kind of simu- simultaneously of opening this, about a year after we opened the store, I opened my own photography business. So kind of blended together. When did the idea first come about to start Vertical House Records, and how long did it take once you had the idea to first opening? I asked him uh, <laughs> randomly, uh, what would your dream job be? And he said, um, I think it'd be fun to own our own record store. And I was like, well, let's do it. Because he was selling uh, CDs and mostly CDs out of our office closet in our first house <laughs> and um, just on eBay, half.com, yeah, eBay and... Amazon Um, or whatever. And so it was like, well, let's just try it. And so we discovered Low Mill through uh, Crashman Bank Theater and um, set up at the artist market. And then after our two weeks at the artist market, we took our $100 (laughs) and we put a deposit down on our first space and just really never looked back. Where did the name Vertical House Records come from? And did you have any other names in mind before then? I don't know if we ever had any other names. At first, I was selling stuff online, and I think we were called like Black Ink Co. or something like that. But obviously, we weren't really trying to open a record store then. And then our original plan was actually maybe not the best plan, but we we wanted to have the record store in our house in Five Points um, because it was a relatively big house. We thought we'd be like, oh, we'll live downstairs and we'll have the record store upstairs. But, you know, we were renovating the house, and then we kind of found out about Low Mill at the same time. So we ended up jumping on that opportunity because we knew it would be a while before we were able to do that at our house. And then after owning a record store for a couple of years, we realized we didn't want to do that out of our house. <laughs> so we made the right decision, I think. Um, yeah, all the branding uh, initially was based on the idea of everything under one roof. We had photography, design, the record store, um, yeah, we would live downstairs, everything would be upstairs, and the house is very tall. So we kind of ran with the whole tall house, vertical house. Um, and I don't know, it just kind of stuck. Even when we opened at the mill, I mean, there were so many opportunities where we could have changed it, but I guess it just uh, it just stuck. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of goals did you have when you first opened Vertical House Records? Uh, I think just at the time, there wasn't really a lot of places to go and buy, like, 
music, local music or new or used records coming out, CDs. So we just wanted to give Huntsville another place that they could go and feel like they could get what they were looking for or order it or um, support local bands and also a place where we could like promote shows and have local bands play as well. Yeah, definitely. We wanted um, to create a spot for people to feel comfortable buying music um, is the basic goal. And then it's just kind of grown to, oh, well, how else can we support things um, in our community? And it's just kind of one foot in front of the other worked itself out to where, you know, the goals that we had were met and then the goals that the community gave to us were met or we are trying to meet. So um, it's just been the main goal, though, I think, is to have fun because yeah. <laughs> um, when I'm we, not hate your job. <laughs> yeah, when we started this, it was like, okay, as long as we don't go into debt and don't hate each other, then <laughs> we're doing it right. And um, so far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> so you said when you first started uh, Vertical House Records, you were actually doing your normal job and you were working here at the same time, trying to kind of working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. When did you know that it was time to quit and was that a hard decision? <laughs> um, not, I mean, it, w- it definitely wasn't a hard decision cause I just had a kind of crappy boss and I was ready to quit and Ashley was like, yeah, you should just quit and we'll just do like, the, <laughs> the store full time. Like, okay, cool. So we did it and yeah, definitely didn't really look back after that, but it, it, I would say like for a, the first few years we were open, we opened in 2007, the first few years we were open, we probably, I was probably still working full time and she was still waitressing and then we would just come in after our shifts and we'd be open like Wednesday through Friday from four to eight and then Saturday from 12 to five. So we were kind of pulling double duty with our jobs and stuff like that. But luckily our, our bosses knew that we had a business and that was like our priority. So that definitely helped. But yeah. <laughs> so I, I know y'all have had different locations at Low Mill. Uh, how has the change in location correlated with your growth? Um, basically, Kind of when we've maxed out of space, we've been lucky enough that there's more places to go. Maybe not where we are now. We've pretty much maxed out on probably what we want to be able to, you know, take care of and manage. But as we grew through the years, we would get new shelving, which would get new records, or we'd actually get the records and then the shelving. And <laughs> then um, uh, as the space got smaller and smaller, it was just, oh, hey, the one down the hall opened up. Well, let's just move over there and let's see and let's take the plunge. And yeah, it's going to be scary. But, you know, this whole thing has worked out and it was scary at first. But if we stop now, you know, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, timing has definitely been everything kind of with it mm-hmm. because we would buy like 20 shelves and tried to stick them in our old space and we we're like this doesn't fit and then a few months later this space was available so we jumped over here and now we actually have extra space so that helps and we can have bands play again and all that good stuff and actually have events so that's definitely helpful i know in the last few years or less there's been a lot of increase in the popularity of vinyl and like even many current artists are even releasing new music on vinyl how has this recent growth affected y'all's store uh it's definitely helped i would say for sure, like when we opened in 2007, not every new release was coming out on vinyl. Um, so they've they've definitely pumped that up a lot. And a lot of labels, even major labels, have started pressing them again. They have uh, packaged them. A lot of them they package with download codes. So people, instead of buying it on iTunes for $10, they just figure, oh, I'll just buy the record. And then I get the download there anyways as a bonus. And then if you don't like the record, you can always sell it. So that definitely helped. Um, 
And then Record Store Day is an event that's been going on since like 2008 or something. And we jumped on that the first year it started. And that's definitely driven a lot of interest because there's a lot of like news articles that come out about like releases and then all the bands promote it. So that that definitely helps a lot. And then also social media has played a big factor in just being able to post new stuff that we've gotten like on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that. So getting a good response from that as well. And then I think as like the music cycles um, get popular, you know, that re resurges the older uh, records that, you know, were popular. You know, you've got like a as the as it swings back, you get this band is now popular again. And so that kind of, you know, the supply and demand raises. And so that raises the value of some of the older records, which, you know, helps us. I mean, obviously, we make a little bit more money on our, our used records than the new records. Um so it's interesting to watch, too, the growth and the resurgence of different bands to see, oh, they're popular again, that's cool. Or, you know, wow, they, you know, with everything with Michael Jackson, it was like, just throw all of his away. Um, not really, they're still valuable. But Bill Cosby, he went in the free bin, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Where do you see Vertical House Records going in the next two to five years? I think it would be good um, for us to be able to start hosting shows like we did when we first started. That's something we initially wanted to do when we opened the business anyway. But with the limited space in our old store, we kind of had to cut back. And then we just haven't gotten into that swing of it again. We've been trying to grow into this space and kind of feel it out and see what works and what doesn't. But um, that's definitely something very important to us. So that's definitely something I would like to see um, happen again and then, you know, just continue to serve our community. Yeah. And this space being bigger, definitely get things in, organized better and <laughs> have more events and be able to collaborate with local businesses and other stuff like that that we weren't able to do when we were basically running out of space. Besides the way that y'all uh, are incorporating local bands and getting it into the music scene in the local community, what other ways do you hope to play a role in the Huntsville community in the years to come? Um, I think just being a space that people can feel comfortable uh, will be very important to us. You know, we have people reach out from nonprofits and which we donate gift certificates to and things like that. So hopefully that helps them. I don't really know. We don't know what the outcome is with every gift certificate we donate, but it is nice, you know, that people come to us thinking that, hey, we have some sort of value that might benefit their patrons. So that's we appreciate that. But, um, yeah, just continuing to be a place that people can, um, know that is a safe space for everyone, I think is important nowadays that, you know, you can come somewhere and not feel weird, hopefully, <laughs> or if you do feel weird, it's a good weird. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give someone that's looking at starting their own company or business? Love what you do. Cause you're going to do it all the time. Even when the door's shut and the lights are off, your brain's still thinking it, your email's still dinging. Um, and you just, you, it can't be something that, well, it could be, it could be whatever you want, but it should probably not be something that you are wishy-washy about. It should be something that you, you know, life or death, you would be doing this anyway. Like I think Andy would be doing um, buying and selling, trading, whatever records, even if we didn't have the store. Through and through, this is his lifeblood, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I would say just if you're, you're wanting to start a business, I would just go for it, even if you don't have any business experience. Like, we definitely didn't go to school for, like, business or anything. 
we just kind of jumped into it and figured it out as we went. Um, mm -hmm. And we've gotten better at it, hopefully, as time has gone by. <laughs> Made some mistakes in the first couple of years, yeah. like regarding taxes and stuff. Didn't know what we were doing. Hired an accountant. Best decision yeah, ever. Do that. <laughs> so there's people doing the things that you don't know how to do about a business. There's people doing them and you can pay them to help you do the stuff you don't know how to do or you don't want to do. Um, or you and, can barter with them sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Trade is amazing. <laughs> I know a big part of being your own boss means you have to make some tough decisions. How do you approach these decisions to ensure the best possible outcome? I think we just take the time to really think about it um, without making and rushing into a decision or rushing into an answer. You know, if we get a rude comment or a, a negative um, review, we let it simmer. We think about, hey, how could we improve? Like, are they giving us notes in a very mean way that we can take and, you know, transform into a positive experience for everyone? And then, you know, just let it simmer and, you know, really give it thought and weigh out the pros and cons. Um, but yeah, I feel like we don't, we're lucky, knock on wood, that we, um, don't have too many of those, but occasionally there will be something that makes our blood boil that we just have to, you know, let's just go for a beer, think about it, talk about it, hash it out, and then hopefully reach the best outcome. How much of your success thus far would you contribute to being in the right place at the right time? And how much would you contribute to your hard work? I would say it's a little bit of both. Uh, definitely contribute to the being in the right place at the right time, for sure. Um, just based on the resurgence of vinyl, happening around, I don't know, 2000. I mean, I think it probably started before we actually opened. So we just kind of jumped in on that and luckily we were able to stay on board and, and keep supply, you know, keep providing a good place to buy music and discover music and all that stuff. And I think, um, with joining Crash Boom Bang Theater at the exact time we did allowed us to find this place and figure out where we want, what we wanted to do. And that, you know, low mill, easily became our home away from home, like in a heartbeat. And we were happy to plant our business roots here. Um, and, you know, but that's not to say that Andy hasn't done a lot of hard work to, to get this place where it is. Um, he's very knowledgeable about music all around, even genres we might not listen to, he still knows about. And, you know, he's taught himself as much as he knows right now about stereo equipment and, how to hook it up and making people feel comfortable with their purchases and everything. So um, where you might not think it's a lot of hard work, Andy, <laughs> I think that you have put in a lot of um, a lot of hard work to making the store what it is for sure. I just enjoy it. So I don't really consider it hard work. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what is the best way for people to connect with you and to support you in what you're doing? Come shop. Uh, VerticalHouseRecords.com, <laughs> also Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Yes, we do have all the <laughs> online socials and all that stuff, but um, or call us. Yeah, the best <laughs> the best thing to do for sure is to come and visit us. Or you know, um, what people I don't think realize is if they don't live here, they can still support because they can just reach out. You know, we can mail stuff. You know, we have tons of boxes, so we can package them up and ship it out. So you don't have to order from Amazon. You don't have to order um, from some sketchy, you know, <laughs> site on eBay or something. Like, just ask us, and we can definitely. Um, get it to you. So yeah, verticalhouserecords.com at verticalhouserecords on Instagram, verticalhouserecords on Twitter, 
and Facebook backslash Vertical House Records. <laughs> <laughs> I know sometimes coming into a space that you're not familiar with can be a little a little daunting. You don't know what to look for. You don't know what you're in, what's good, what's bad. What kind of advice would you give someone who is looking at collecting vinyl but doesn't know where to start? Uh, I would suggest, you know, walking in and maybe just talking to the people and figuring out how things are laid out. Some people would rather have it explained to them or some people would just rather just kind of walk around and figure it out themselves. But I mean, we're friendly people. We're always down to show people where something is um, or tell them about the newest release that we've been selling a lot of or that we just personally like. But yeah, definitely don't be afraid to talk to us. We're, you know, that's what we're here for. Yeah, Andy's really great if like you come up to the counter and you're like, oh, I really like Talking Heads or, you know, insert whatever band here. Um, then he's really good at being like, well, you should try to listen to this and this and that and this. And so, you know, someone might not think that they're leaving, you know, they might just be coming into chat and then they end up leaving with like an armful of records <laughs> and they've got like their own collection now because he's just really good at um, music matchmaker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you again for sitting down to talk with me. I really enjoyed learning more about the journey it took to start Vertical House Records, and I look forward to seeing the role in which Vertical House will continue to play in the community in the years to come. Thank you so much thank for having you. us. Thank you for listening to another episode of Beyond Rockets. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well as you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Beyond Rockets to stay up to date on the new episodes and the events that are going on in Huntsville. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed.